we are not about the money. We're about the freedom and the, the opportunities that are open to us when we manage money well and that money's available to then take uh, us to where we feel uh, we can make the biggest impact. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so that you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We're here today, myself, David Thompson, and Leo Sabo, and we're going to be talking about some indicators, some numbers and key pieces of information that you can look at on your financial journey to understand the path to wealth. And so one of those is going to be the crossover point. We're going to talk a little bit about the 4% rule your savings rate, your personal savings rate each year from your take-home pay or your gross pay. And we're going to look at the rate of return on your investments and how important that is to how quickly you'll be able to reach what we call financial freedom or financial independence and be able to be more generous and grow your wealth over time. So the first thing I want to look at here is the crossover point. And when I talk about the crossover point, it's that place where every year you're setting aside a certain amount of money into long-term savings. So let's say that you set aside $1,000 a month into retirement savings or $500 a month into retirement savings. Well, the crossover point is as that $1,000 a month accumulates and you have $12,000 a year and the next year you've got over $24,000 and the next year you've got over thirty-six dollars because the compound interest is adding, at some point your investment is going to grow and let's imagine that you were getting a 5% rate of return. At some point that investment is going to grow faster and give you more income then you're actually saving each month. And so I've got a breakdown here. If you were earning 5% a year, that was the rate of return. The first year, uh, your investments are going to return you 5% basically of what you put in that year. But five years down the road, your investments are going to be earning you one third of what you're saving each year. So if you're saving $1,000 a month, well, now your investments are earning on their own without you doing anything they're earning $300 a month for you, five years in. Eight years in, they're earning 50%. And so if you're putting in 1000 bucks a month, they're earning $500 a month. At year 13, you hit the crossover point. And this is where your investments are actually earning more for you each month, each year, than you're setting aside personally from your income. And that's a really cool moment in time where you've been saving over a long period of time and even though you're still saving, you're still putting money aside each month, you're now seeing that, oh, I put in, you know, five grand, 10 grand this year in retirement savings or long-term savings, but my investments earned me five grand or 10 grand this year. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that to see it cross over where it's no longer just your income and what you're setting aside. And that happens if you're only averaging 5% rate of return over those 13 years, it happens in 13 years. And then it only takes another 10 years to then be doubling what you're setting aside every year. So let's say that you were doing five grand a year, 13 years in, now your investments are earning you five grand a year. 10 years later, they're earning you 10 grand a year. So double what you're actually saving. Seven years later, they're earning you triple what you're saving. And uh, another five years after that, it's the total of year 35. They're quadrupling what you're setting aside every year. And that's only at a 5% rate of return. If we crank that rate of return up, 
that all of a sudden the numbers go way faster and it's a more dramatic takes change. Takes less time. Yes, takes less time. So let's let's go over these numbers again. So yep. year one, you're making the 5%. That's the number we're going with. Right. Year number five, you begin to make a third of what you're actually putting in. So if yeah. you're putting in a thousand, you're making three hundred dollars extra. Yeah. So technically, your investment is going up thirteen hundred per right. month. Right. A thousand from savings, three hundred from from uh, what's just being from generated the from the savings. Yep. At year eight, that goes to fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's five hundred instead of the three hundred. Mm-hmm. So now it's fifteen hundred a month. A year thirteen is where it equals out. It's a crossover point where yeah. you're putting in a thousand, you're getting a thousand. Again, all of this still at five percent. Year twenty three, it doubles. So now instead of a thousand, you're making two thousand plus you're put, still putting in a thousand. So now yes. three thousand is going towards yes. your savings. Then at year uh, thirty, mm-hmm. right, it triples. Mm-hmm. So now that thousand is making an extra three thousand. Year at four thousand, mm-hmm. and at year thirty five, you're quadrupled. Yeah. So it's four thousand plus the thousand you're putting in. So f- so your investment is growing by five thousand a month. Right within 35 years, right. just by a 5% return yeah, and a $1,000 commitment per month. Absolutely. Now, I know that some of our listeners are thinking, a 1000 a month, <laughs> are you kidding me? But this is a conversation David and I had recently about how easy it is sometimes uh, if we just allow ourselves to understand how this works, how easy it is to get to a place where you're actually saving $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to think of how many times we've made decisions in our past to spend money on buying a car, buying a house, um, buying furniture, buying some of the big ticket items that were yeah. several hundred dollars per month. And we made that decision. And yes, those things benefited our life in some way. We have a roof over our head, maybe a car that we're driving for several years. But we made that commitment knowing that if I do this, I can pay this per month and it's going to give me this benefit. It's the same decision when it comes right. to saving, right? We're making the same decision. What we're saying is if I can save 10% of my income, or 5% of my income, or 15% of my income. And if I just do that consistently, and I only make 5%, which is low, I think we can make much right. better than that. Right. But if you're just making 5%, you can, in 35 years, have quadruple what you're putting in right now. <laughs> right. If you could just if you could just stick with that, right. you realize that you don't have to do anything else. You just say, if I make 5%, which is totally reasonable, then if I put $500... In 35 years, that $500 will bring me 3000 a month. Yeah. I mean, 2500 a month. Well, yeah, right? your original five plus the 25 that it's adding. Exactly. So, yeah. So, it's it's almost a no-brainer. If we, right. we When we put it in that perspective, it's doable. And wherever you are, realize that even if you just stuck to that number for the rest of your life, your working life, you're still going to be so much better off. And, and just getting to that crossover point where you know your money is doubling every month. Right. You know, we get excited when our employer says, hey, I'm going to match you up to 3 or 4%. <laughs> we get excited about it because it's free money and it's right. great. But it's 3 or 4%. Right. right. So even if you have a good income, let's say you have a $100,000 income, 3 to 4%, it's three to $4,000. Right. So you're going to put $3,000, your employer will put in $3,000. But this is so much different mm-hmm. because you're talking about doubling your money. Right. Right. And not even having to have an employer that does it for you because the investment is doing it on its own. It's passive at that point. And then, of course, when you add the maybe making more than 5% or increasing that number, what we're trying to communicate to you, uh, our listeners, is this creating a pattern for saving and thinking about wealth building in this way helps you to understand the mass. momentum that can happen over time. Yeah. That it's not this void. You're just dropping money in and you don't get to use it today. And and it just, you know, it, will it be there when it's time? Will it be enough? 
this is a very well thought out and calculated process that helps you to understand how that builds out. So it's not this, well, I'm putting money aside and I hope it's there. It's very doable and it's and something you can look at and say, I can see how this is going to plan out. Yeah. And, uh, and it's exciting to me that when you break it down this way, I can look at, you know, 30 years from now, if I'm doing this, I can have this result. Uh, I think is a great, great way to look at it. Yeah. And it's fun too, because if you realize that a very conservative number, 5% rate of return in 13 years, you can hit that first crossover point where your investments are making more than you're able to set aside every month. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? I mean, it's only 13 years from now. So if you're 20 years old, by the time you're 33, your investments could be earning more than you're currently setting aside from your income. Right. That's fun. Like that's, I don't know what it is, but it's, 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 it's like, it's an exciting number to me because it's not 45 years later. It's 13 years. And if you get a better rate of return, which we teach you how to do uh, in our investment series that we did in episode 11, mm -hmm. 12, and 13, and even 14, where we talked about real estate, if you go back and listen to those, our target is to easily get you to 7% rate of return, yes. but most likely 9 10%. Yeah. If yeah. you get into something like real estate and you study it and you learn it, you can easily hit a 15% rate mm -hmm. of return. And then the numbers just get crazy right. uh, how fast you're able to accumulate and change the way that your finances are going to look long term. Yeah. So I think another thing that's really important to look at here is just the savings rate. Uh, it's funny how just going from saving 5% of your income uh, per month or per year to saving 15% of your income, how dramatic of an impact that has on how quickly you'll be able to retire. Mm -hmm. So let's maintain this 5% rate of return where you invest and you get 5% rate of return every year. And now let's imagine that you have a savings rate of 5%. So that means that of your take-home pay, let's say that it's a $50,000 take-home pay, you're setting aside 5% of that every year into savings. That's $2,500 a year. Well, it's going to take you 66 years of working until you hit retirement, until your income from your, uh, your savings mm -hmm. exceeds your total um, expenses. Right. That's at 5%. Now let's go to something like 15% where you're setting aside 15% a year. This is what Leo and I recommend kind of as a baseline when mm -hmm. you're getting on this journey towards financial freedom is that you're setting aside 15% of your income every year into savings. Well, now it takes 43 years of working until retirement. So if from age 20 to age 63, you set aside 15% of your income, and you only earn a 5% rate of return, mm -hmm. you're able to retire at 63 years old. Uh, now, again, if we crank those numbers up, we'll look at that in a second. Uh, but if you're able to save 30% of your income, then it only takes 28 years to get to retirement. So you've got to realize that your savings rate really matters. Right. And there's two ways to, to change your savings rate. One, go out and increase your income and save that extra, or two, to lower your spending. Right. And if you can find ways to dramatically lower your spending and you go from a 10% savings rate to a 25% savings rate, it can save you 20 years off of the length and time that it takes to retire. Yeah, and the other thing to consider is that you're not, we're not abdicating that at 58 or 60 or 40 something, you stop working and, and go golf for the rest of your life. <laughs> right, right. But but how cool would it be to have the option to say, 
I have enough income coming in from my investments that I don't have to work for a living. I don't have to go into work or I can continue to go into work and that money is just extra now. I can use it for other things. I could use it to travel. I could use it to uh, help other people. I can start a business. Your, your world just changes, right? And it's what our mission is all about. It's what getting money right is about. It's helping you to really pursue your passion and your vision for your life. What is it that you're called to do? And when you have the ability to do that because your finances are already taken care of, then, and that's really what we're trying to do, I guess, is yeah. to cast a vision for the fact that regardless of what age you are today, especially if you're a younger person, I guess we're talking more to you than maybe to an older person, but certainly with anybody, uh, the age expectancy is so high today. It's mm -hmm. in the 80s that even if you're a 40-year-old right, right now or 45-year-old, right. you still got 35 to 40 years to Easy. go. Mm -hmm. You've got plenty of time to make a huge difference. And what we're trying to say is how you manage your money and the amount of money that you can set aside to, for savings. And you can only do that if you learn how to cap your lifestyle, how to create a lifestyle that's manageable for you, that gives you the surplus, gives you the ability to set aside 15, 20, 30% then you can build wealth and you can change not just your life, but you can change the life of your children and for generations to yeah. come. Because you're, what you're going to teach them is you're going to teach them to have the patience and the outlook of long-term planning, which is missing today in our, in our culture. It's, you know, we want instant gratification and savings doesn't work that way. Compound interest works over time. And like you said, if it's a, if we use this example as a 5% and we just go to 10% or 15 or 30, the difference is in years. In, in literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Right. And this can either work for you or it can work against you. But we're trying to help you get to a place where you're not just surviving month to month. To me, it's frustrating sometimes that we talk so much about budgeting and so much about just saving and this and that. I, I want to start talking about building wealth, about setting people on a path that will change their destinies forever so that they can have the impact that they're meant to have right. in our culture, in our world, in their families, in their community. Yeah. And and the cool thing is, is that if you get to the place where you've set aside a good amount of money, you're doing well, you can now look at jobs where you earn less, but get to really scratch the itch of what you were created to do. So let's say that you've been saving for, you hit that crossover point. And now the money is growing faster than you were setting aside at your original job. Let's say that you took a job earning half as much. Well, the cool thing is the investments are already spinning and that compound interest is already working. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things that I did. I worked for a forensic engineering company for five years. We saved a lot. We built our savings up. We put 20% down on the house. You know, we had our emergency fund. We got the retirement going. And then I was able to take a job at a church earning less, but I got to do something that was a little bit like retirement for me. I get mm -hmm. to step in and serve people every day, help people every day in the thing that I'm passionate about. And, and I was able to do that because I had already started working on that financial journey. So be aware, uh, this doesn't necessarily even have to mean retirement from working, but it could be moving that career towards something you're more passionate about right. or not needing to draw an income at all. Mm-hmm and then go fully into what you love to do. I've got a friend that right now, he is retired from being a pilot, and he gets to all day, every day, go call the people that he wants to call, 
sit down and help them grow their business, grow their ministry, grow what he, in an area of passion for him, he gets to go every day and do that. And it's fun. And he doesn't have to worry about the income because Mm -hmm. it's already taken care of. And he's got another 20, 30 years to live. And he's going to have a huge impact in that industry and in that area of ministry because of his financial security and then him getting to operate in that passion and calling. And that's what we want for you. We want it to happen sooner than 30 years. Uh, We think that there's ways to do that. And we'll dig into some of those. But we're looking at the numbers here so that you can get a vision for what that looks like. So the next thing is that the rate of return matters. So we've talked about the crossover point. Your investments begin earning more money than you are even just saving. Then we talked about the savings rate. How much are you saving each month? And the more you save each month, the sooner you'll be able to hit that financial independence number. And now we're going to talk about the rate of return and how important the rate of return is. So let's say that you were setting aside 10% of your income every year into savings. But that 10% was earning a 5% rate of return. Well, at 5%, it's going to take you 51 years to retire. At 10% of a rate of return, it's only going to take 33 years to retire. Mm. So a little bit better rate of return from 5%. years difference. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you're looking at almost 20 years of difference just by going from 5% rate of return to 10% rate of return. And again, go back and listen to episode 11, 12, and 13, where we talk about where do I find these investments? How do I find a mutual fund or stocks, bonds, and dig into the investing process so I can hit these kinds of rates of return? Uh, Let's say, and this is a little bit crazy, it's not crazy. Uh, uh, Leo's done this personally. I've done this personally. Uh, Ashley and I have done this. Let's say that you are setting aside over 25%, and, and I'm going to use 25% here. But let's say 25% of your income into savings every year. If you get a 5% rate of return, it'll take 32 years to retire. If you get a 10% rate of return, it'll only be 22 years until you retire. So if you started at 40 and you were saving 25% of your income and you got a 10% rate of return, you could be retired in 22 years by 62. I mean, you could do this from 20 to 42, or you could do it from 40 to 62, or you could do it from 60 to 80. I mean, you can begin doing this whatever stage of life you're in and realize that if you could just get aggressive about your savings rate and earn a pretty decent rate of return, somewhere between 9 to 11%, all of a sudden you can dramatically and very quickly change your life and then get to really utilize the tools, talents, and skills to go do what you're passionate about, which is just fun. Let's say for the next 20 to 30 years you do this and you have enough there to retire on, but you also have a huge lump sum of money yeah. that you can take out and now invest and turn it into income that actually could be a lot more than what we've been talking about. It's not, you know, we're going to talk about the 4% rule in a moment, right. but but it's not just drawing out 20, 40, 60,000 a year to live on. Right. You can take I mean, let, let's just let's just dream for a moment. Let's say you you do this and you have 1.5 million dollars set aside. Yeah. Even if you just take that half a million to a million out and you buy two or three investment properties with it that are producing $1,000, $2,000 a month. Now you're making a $6,000 income. Now you can choose to continue to work. Right. And now this stock $6,000 is adding to it. Yeah. And what you do with it, that's completely up to you. 
it's not just about making the money, it's what the money is going to allow you to do. So yes, you can you can just save it and then live off of it, and that's a sure thing to do. I mean, it's a pretty safe bet that you can do it. The other option is to increase your income, your passive income, yeah. to the level where there's enough money coming in where it either adds to your regular income or it replaces your regular income. Right. This is something that I learned many years ago is when I first read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's about increasing your passive income to the point where your regular income is no longer necessary unless you want to continue to work. Right, right. You know? And that's, to me, that's, that's financial independence. When what I've done with the money that I've made, that I've taken a portion of it, hopefully it's a significant amount because if we, and, and this is something that my wife and I did, David alluded to a moment ago, I got to the point after 20 years of, well, less than that, after about 15 years of budgeting, where my wife and I were living on 50% of what we were making. Yeah. And when and you can get there. The, the only reason, folks, the only reason we got there is because we didn't allow our lifestyle to increase as our income was increasing. We chose our lifestyle. We said, we like this home. We like this area. We like this food. And, and ultimately, we came up with a budget and every time we got a raise, every time we saw an increase, it didn't mean an automatic increase, you know, equal to whatever our, our raise was. And we we're able to create that gap where uh, I remember several years in a row, we were living on 48% of what we were making. Now, we we're able to save more. We we're able to pay off our house. We we're able to do a lot of things with that extra money. Right. And that's when it gets exciting is when you can you can figure out how to decrease your spending and continue to save in the meantime. Don't don't think, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get to the place where I can save a ton. No, start saving today, but then look for a way to increase that to from five percent to ten, from ten to twenty, from twenty to forty, uh, and get it to a place where you still are living a good life, but you're really looking at building wealth and changing the way your family is going to behave for generations to come. Yeah, yeah. If you're saving fifty percent of your income and you earn a 10% rate of return, hmm. you will have your income earning more than your expenses within 12 years. 12 years. <laughs> I mean, that is just incredible. And yeah. and there are different seasons of life. You know, maybe you have dual income and no kids for a while. That's a great time to save 50%. But you know, at some point, you're not going to have two incomes with no kids. Uh, you might go back down to one income and have a couple kids. And so realize that saving during those strong income years is vitally important. And it allows you to be set up to where you can not feel the pinch as much when you've got three or four kids running around and you have just one income. Mm -hmm. uh, so th there's a lot of ways to look at this, um, but be aware that if you can save just, just for 13, 12, 13 years, say 50% of your income and get a 10% rate of return, you could be, for all intents and purposes, retired. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. I, I know somebody that did that, and then uh, when they hit that 10, maybe 11-year mark, they didn't go all the way to 13, but they went and bought a warehouse a commercial warehouse and they rented out space in that warehouse and allowed different commercial companies to come in and use it. And the investment return every month on that warehouse, it, it wasn't just a 10% rate of return. They were looking at like a 30% rate of return. Right, now right. they had to put several hundred thousand dollars sure. into the warehouse, sure. but they had several hundred thousand dollars from savings. And they had an asset that's going to produce for exactly. many, many years to come. Yeah. I think that they put, I think they put $250,000 into it and it was worth 400. And so they, they took out a little loan for it as well. Sure. But the rate of how much was coming on, how the, the cash flow on it every month easily paid the $150,000 loan 
plus giving them a ton of personal income and they right. didn't have to work anymore. Right. Now their their business, this warehouse was earning more. And then the cool thing is is that the real estate value mm-hmm. ended up going up to $700,000. Uh, so they bought it for 400 and it was worth 700 just 3 or 4 years later. Right. So now they've earned 300 grand in just three in or equity. four years, just, just in, in equity. equity. Yeah. Plus they have cash flows going. So we do want you to think beyond just retirement savings and 401ks and IRAs, actually starting a small business, building a product or owning real estate or a warehouse or some kind of commercial property. Uh, that's actually a much faster way mm-hmm. to actually grow wealth and to become financially independent to where you can continue to pursue what you're passionate about. Um, so realize there are, there are multiple ways to do this. And, okay. and, and the, the ways that we're looking at it right now are actually the slowest ways. Yeah, they're the more, <laughs> most conservative way to actually yes. do this. Yes. Uh, just, just enough to be safe and then take care of your family. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I know many people that want to go beyond that. Yes. You know, and, and realize that uh, you look at people who win a lot of money, mm. right? If they went through a lottery or some kind of thing like that. Unfortunately, they don't have the financial wisdom to be able to use it properly. Most of them don't, unfortunately. But what what saving, I believe, does mm-hmm. and what learning about investing and understanding these principles we're trying to communicate is that it prepares you for wealth. It prepares you to manage wealth. Right. So when you get to the place where you have you know, half a million to a million or more available to you, it's not going to be squandered. Yeah. It's also not going to be, you know, I, I have to, you know, I have to pull 3%. I'll know more. And you're not going to be a miser. You're going to learn that as you build the wealth, you're going to be built as an investor and as a wise financial person. And now you're going to have the wisdom to be able to do what your friend did. Right. You're going to be able to say, hey, yeah, we can leave the money in the bank and pull out five, six percent every year and we'll be fine. We'll never have to work again. Or we can take this $250,000, which doesn't completely tap us out, but right. it takes a significant portion of it, and we can invest it. Yeah. And now that's created a huge amount of freedom for them because not only has their wealth grown, right? The equity of the property has gone up, but that business now is generating a profitable income for them every single month. And they're just a landlord. They're not even operating a business. Right, right. Literally, all they're doing is taking the, the rent, and if there, anything needs to be fixed, it's fixed. But those lease, those tenants that are in that warehouse are taking care of the day-to-day operation right. of the property. So there's very little expense that they have uh, to, to deal with or, or management of it. And what we're trying to say is this, is as you build this wealth, as you're not only build it, but as you're dedicated to be disciplined to do it, you'll also be disciplined to grow yourself. Yes. And you'll be prepared to take bigger uh, deals and bigger risks and potentially make a lot more uh, impact. Yeah. Not just financial impact, but impact into your family. Listen, if I when I look at people like Warren Buffett and uh, some of the some of the wealthiest people that uh, in the world, they started in the same way what we're, we're talking about. Right. They found the surplus. They invested it. Then invested it again. They stayed committed to a process of saving and making good financial decisions. And they didn't have a spending mentality. Right. They were very frugal. Most right. of them. Most of them are very frugal. Warren Buffett still lives in the same house he lived, what, 40, 50 years ago, whatever. Yeah. And that just tells you the man is not about the money, but he has a lot of wisdom on how to grow wealth. And he's made a tremendous impact in our economy, yeah. in our world. And to me, that's a bigger contribution. And it's to me, it's never about the money. It's what the money allows you to do. Yeah with the freedom it gives you and the option it gives you to make a difference. Right. And that's what that's what we're all about. We want you to be free to make those kind of impacts into your circle, into your community, wherever God's put you. Yeah, yeah. And I think 
I mean, we're talking, we're using about wealth, we're using the term wealth and we're talking about financial independence. Again, what Leo said is spot on. It's not really about the money and it's not about the clout that having this money buys you. It's about the ability to invest it, not just in physical ways, but in ways that have an eternal impact and really serve people and allow you to do things with your family that you would otherwise never be able to do. Um, I mean, be able to pour into your kids, be able to put them on a path that takes them on what they were created to do, what their passions are, what their purpose is. And now you're setting up generational legacy of, of people who are on a path to serve others. And so the money, it's just a, it's just a, a tool. Mm-hmm. And and if it becomes yeah, about it the money, and if and if you put your heart on the money, and you put your mind to the money, and that becomes the main goal of life, then you're going to fall apart. Your family is going to fall apart. <laughs> well, not yeah. only that, I yeah. think what's going to happen is over time you're going to either be consumed by making more, and it'll become about that. And right. You'll never be satisfied. You'll never be content. Um, plus, you'll sacrifice everything that's dear to you if you're chasing the money. Right. Right, because you become greedy and, and, and fearful and all those things, right. all the negative things that can happen when money becomes the focus. We are not saying that. We are not about the money. We're about the freedom and the, the opportunities that are open to us when we manage money well and that money's available to then take uh, us to where we feel uh, we can make the biggest impact. Yeah. And without it, unfortunately, it doesn't matter how much we want it. Right. It doesn't matter how big the dream is. Right. Without funding... You know, you ask any business that's viable today, their biggest struggle was coming up with the money to bring the idea to fruition. Right. And everything else is a dream, right? Everything else is a dream unless you actually implement it. So we're talking about discipline. Yes, we are talking about reducing your lifestyle to a degree. Uh, Choosing to say, you know what? Yes, I can have more right now, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to spend everything I make. I'm going to spend less. Maybe I'm going to spend 15% less. Maybe if I spend 30% less than I'm today, I could still live a very good life. Yeah. And I think I can say that about many people that live in our area, at least. And if you can do that, the payoff down the road, it's something that I, I can't even describe what it's going to mean. Not just, again, not in terms of money, in terms of the freedom. Imagine you being a young grandfather because you start today at mid-20s, managing your money well, Imagine what you can do, the influence you can have on the next generation, not just your children, but your children's children. And then, as David said about this this man that was able to retire and then spend all his days thinking about how can I add value to other people? Yeah. If you can do that, if you can be free to do that, think of the kind of life that will be for you. Every day you can add value to someone. You can you can say something that will change the way they think, the way they act, the way they live, and it will impact them and their family in a positive way. I don't know what else can bring more joy than that. Mm-hmm. Because if I could do that all day long, and to a degree I do, I'm very grateful that I get to do what I do, but I want to do more of it. Right. 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 But I know that my limitation is money. Right. To a degree. Not, right. not no, no, all right. of it, but to a degree. I have the talent and I have the passion. I have the desire, but I, I'm not 100% free. Right. I don't, I don't have money coming in enough to take care of everything. So I still have to work at it. And what I'm, what I'm trying to do and what I'm, in, really encouraging all of you that are listening to do is to make it a priority so it doesn't uh, not happen. Because right. if you don't make it a priority, I can guarantee it will not happen. Right. But if you make it a priority, it's a good chance it'll happen. And for some of you, it'll happen a lot sooner than you think. Yep. Now, if we're talking, if we're talking and looking strictly at 
the big number that you want to be looking at for retirement one day. Uh, here's a quick, simple method to figure out what's that number? How much do I need in order to retire? Now, again, I also want you thinking with a business mindset, mm-hmm. and I don't want you to focus just on this number and just on the IRA. I want you thinking along creative, creatively. How can I go and create value in the world and serve people with that and allow a business to grow? But if you're looking strictly at just investing through your 401k, your IRA, and some basic investment products, how much do you need? Well, there's a great study that was done. I think it was 1998. It was done by three professors at Trinity University, and it's called the Trinity Study. uh, And they came up with a 4% rule. Now, in the industry, some people will say, oh, it should be 3%, it should be 5%, it should be 6%, but 4% is what we're going to go with today because it it works really, really well. They found that it's a very safe withdrawal rate, uh, and as long as you're investing in a well-diversified portfolio and investing well in retirement, if you only take out 4% of your total nest egg, your total assets, your total investments, if you only take out 4% per year, it should easily last you 30 years or more. And so what does that mean? It means that if you had $1 million saved and you were taking out 4% a year, you'd be living on $40,000 a year. And so if you're currently living on $40,000 a year, all you really need to do is save $1 million and that will generate enough income where you can withdraw $40,000 a year and safely live for 30 years. Uh, And they did this looking at multiple um, different times in the economy, from the booms and the busts, from the bear markets to the bull markets. Okay, what does this look like? And they looked at it over and over and over again. And 4% is a very conservative, very safe withdrawal rate. If you had $2 million, then you could live on $80,000 a year. So you need to be aware of what that target number is. Um, just, just know what you're living on, know what your budget is every month, know what your budget is every year. And when you can get to the place where you are setting aside enough to where you hit a million dollars or $2 million and you can live uh, on just 4% of that nest egg, all of a sudden you're completely financially independent and you have 30 plus years of being able to just walk that out. That's great. That's a that's a wonderful rule really to think about because it does give you a framework to think about what will I need to have set aside in order to retire. Yes. And for some of us, I mean, if Social Security is still around, there's going to be additional income. Some of us right. may have some kind of a, you know, uh, a defined benefit plan, some kind of retirement coming. So yes. it's not just this. Yes. It, this may be, so you could have a million that would give you 40000 a year, but maybe that's not all of your income. Maybe you right. have other sources of income from other places. So it may seem like, gosh, a million only produces 40000 but it's for 40 years. Right. So right. it's it's a significant amount of money that's going to be produced over the 30 years. Um, the other way to look at it, and we'll close with this, is looking at whatever asset you're growing, building well to the point where your passive income begins to surpass your regular income. And that's, that's another crossover point. Uh, right. If we can put it that way, which is, for instance, let's let's just pick real estate because that's something I'm familiar with. You go to the place where, let's say you're making four thousand a month every month. That's what your budget is: is four thousand a month. And you begin to invest a surplus. You save for, let's say, five years, and you buy your first investment property. Maybe it's a duplex. Maybe it's making you a thousand a month. 
and you do that. And then you save for another four or five years. Now that thousand a month that it's making, now you add it to what you were saving right. before. So now instead of a thousand, maybe you're saving two thousand. Now you do that for two and a half to three years. Now you buy another property. And you do that for the next fifteen to twenty years. Maybe you add five, maybe six properties. And those are producing four to five thousand a month. Once you produce more than four thousand a month, your passive income is greater than your regular income. Yeah. That's retirement for, for some folks. Oh yeah. Now that doesn't it. mean you have to retire. <laughs> it just means now you can. Right. You have that option. So there's there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Certainly much more that, than we can discuss in one episode. But whether it's the 4% rule that you're investing for 20, 30, 40 years, and then you have a nest egg that you're just drawing from for the next 30 years, and your family's going to be okay, and you're going to be okay, or you invest to the purpose of increasing your passive income to the point where you have more money coming in now while you're still alive, while you're still working, and then more assets also, because that's, that's also a benefit of having these assets that you can actually even pass on to your children. Tax-free, by the way. You can just pass them on to them through your estate plan, and that wealth can continue to be generated over years and years and years. So I hope that this show has sparked in you this realization that what we're talking about is not only possible, but it's absolutely doable. But it requires action, it requires commitment, and it requires you looking at your life maybe slightly different than you do right now. Maybe looking at what you're spending and deciding, what can I do to increase the amount that I'm saving today? What can I cut back? What is it that you can cut out of your life that will not change your life? You know, it won't change your life. It won't make it worse or better. Um, and you can have this extra income now that you can set aside and accomplish this long-term goal of building financial wealth and getting your family a different place. That's it. Well, we thank you for joining us for this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and on your Android device so that it's easier for more people to find us and benefit from this content. You can also share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go on to LinkedIn. I know that's everyone else's favorite. No, LinkedIn is my favorite, and I know that's pretty nerdy. Uh, so find me on LinkedIn, David Thompson, and we'd love to have you be a part of the personal finance conversation. Like, shoot us a message. We'd love to stay in touch. Uh, you can find the show notes and all of the episodes along with more content content and resources at leosabo.com, L-E-O-S-A-B-O.com. And we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money, money right. right. find ways to dramatically lower your spending and you go from a 10% savings rate to a 25% savings rate, it can save you 20 years off of the length and time that it takes to retire. Mm -hmm.